Outside Centre with Dr. Dark. Today's guest is uh, Harry Palmer. Good afternoon. Hiya, Paul. Thank you for coming. I oh, know you've come a long way. It's about a thousand miles to Birmingham from here, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, just over. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to try and talk about a whole range of things. Uh, so, so Harry, tell us, tell us how... The first thing we're going to talk about is you've got a magazine out called The Eccentric City. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, uh, what we're going to do is uh, going to talk about a number of things and um, I'm here holding in my hand, uh, the, uh, proudly holding in my hand, the world's first dedicated eccentric newspaper, issue number one, which is um, basically um, I spent all of last year uh, uh, with a friend of mine, Professor Simon Walker, um, encouraging people. Professor Ware. Professor Simon Walker is another eccentric researcher who's involved in this uh, general uh, tabloid-style newspaper. All thirty-two he's a pages. He's professor of eccentricity. I, I would say so. Yes, he's definitely. Uh, <laughs> he's also good at DTP, which is very handy. Oh, that's uh, very handy. Uh, but uh, yourself, um, we'll talk a little bit about that actually at some point about the uh, perhaps the uh, Lunar Society, which I'll talk about. Uh, shortly, but uh, we spent all of last year um, compiling a newspaper. So we have um, here we have the uh, world's first dedicated uh, extended newspaper, and I also have another few items with me as well uh, this afternoon, Paul. Well, well, let me just say if, if if anybody emails in on my usual email number at uh, dark at wcrfm, they can have a free copy of Eccentric City that uh, Harry has brought in today, and it's especially for you. So you, you email in, and the first five could get free copies. So, so do that. Fantastic. So you you publish and edit and do everything on Eccentricity? Well, I, yes, um, well, the, well uh, there's lots of things that I do, yeah. I basically, um, what I uh, have been doing for many years, uh, and I'm not sure what point you want to start talking about uh, all sorts of people I've worked with. I've basically been working with what I describe as the extraordinary ordinary for probably about 15 years now, Paul. And um, and uh, in a way, this paper's actually just a culmination of uh, lots of things that have been part of my uh, influences, if you like. Um, but uh, what, I've, what I've had the pleasure in, in doing is uh, basically corresponding and inviting people I knew nationally uh, to uh, put in something for this paper. We didn't know what it was going to be. We just had the title to stimulate maybe some sort of, maybe some alternative type of topics. Uh, we shall have the pleasure in taking you through, including the page three eccentric stick collectors, uh, and what's the rocket of, science. What's the point of it? What are you trying to achieve? Well, what I'm trying to do is uh, basically, uh, this is like a zine in a culture, uh, a zine in a newspaper format. Now, for people who don't know what a zine is, it's basically kind of DIY uh, in the fact that that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm trying to like uh, try and control the means of production rather than be a control freak. You old radical. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it goes back to all sorts of things like that. But what I'm trying to do here uh, with my friend is basically... Uh, you know, the UK is full of eccentrics and uh, it's a rich tapestry and it's an ancient tapestry. And um, I'm not necessarily having to represent them. I'm just trying to put them together and uh, bring smiles, smiles to people's uh, You, you uh, talked about page three days. in the magazine and, and it's very interesting. You've got uh, a master flint forger. One has to say that very carefully. So, <laughs> so uh, explain the difference between a crook and an eccentric then. <laughs> oh well, well, yeah. sometimes, as we know, uh, the, the 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 lines are blurred, and the lines are blurred sometimes between sort of what people might describe as being mental 
uh, a mental health issue and, uh, and and being normal. And uh, we have to be very careful about those particular things. And but do we? I think I think that's one of the best things about your magazine. It blurs that distinction in a very healthy way. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I mean. What I'm trying to actually do mm. is actually sort of um, bring it to a, a place where. As I said in the editorial sort of uh, speech, that we're not here to sensationalise, we're not here to make personalities out of it, and we're not here to have a celebrity culture. We're, we're really saying, or I'm basically saying, that uh, normal life isn't as um, as uh, terrifying as perhaps uh, dominant cultures telling us. It's a subculture that is 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 out there, and it's a subculture that's fantastic, mm. and it's a subculture that should be celebrated. Mm. So my issues lie very, as you said in there, the distinctions are very much blurred in there. I mean, it was inspired partly by a book that I read by Dr. David Weeks, who's done the first ever study on eccentrics uh, from the uh, Glasgow um, uh, Psychiatric Hospital and so forth. Um, and you know when when and his distinctions really were wonderful and they they're, they're great and and it's actually it's not about stigmatizing people which is often the case around eccentrics it's actually quite the opposite we're actually celebrating uh, nothing to do with that at all we're actually saying hey ho here's a here's a fossil flint for you you know flint jack mm, mm, mm. this well, is what he did when we know? were talking earlier and and you said about you know a lot of people wouldn't know what eccentric is and i think that's true i think that whole notion of eccentric is gone because to me, very much in the, in the modern kind of contemporary, homogenising every, everything, like yeah. from politics to culture to everything, is to be an eccentric now is almost to be a nutter, is to be mentally ill. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think what, what you've done is take it out of that and bring it back to what it really is, which yeah. is that kind of notion yeah, yeah. of eccentricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Which, is, which is a validity that I think is so lacking across the board. Yeah. Well, as, as, you, as you know a little bit about my background, I mean, as I said earlier on, my last 15 years have been um, dedicated to... Uh, dedicated to normal life you know mm. and, and what often happens is you you know what what's happening is it's, it's an it's an economic imperative that a lot of people are doing with things we're actually set out not to make money on this paper we're not even not for profit based we're actually making we're not making money on it mm. we're doing it from a position of love and, and friendship and kindness as, as and and these these words like authentic and sincere which is sort of frowned upon by a sort of a certain um uh, persuasion um, of things that I'm resisting by doing something like this, Paul, you know. Well, it's interesting because you said earlier in our conversation before the programme started, you, you, you've moved from issue work to authentic work. And and to some extent, I would argue you're still doing issue work. But, yeah, but the true. issue is is validating the authentic, ordinary, extraordinary, ordinary. Uh, exactly. In actual fact, I think there's more urgency for it in the culture. Absolutely. Because I actually Absolutely. get a... Uh, you know, when I worked with the National Allotment Champion in 1998 and did uh, wait, spent quite a long time working with Bernard Osler, a wonderful man, and you know, had no, I had no, I had no um, prior knowledge about allotments and allotments culture, but entered an incredibly rich and meaningful uh, life that was ordinary, was extraordinary, mm. and it was given as it was just given as like this is what I do. Mm. It wasn't sort of put into a brand or in, into a into a, a way of thinking that I think is very, very dominantly being persuaded, particularly more now, ten years on, mm. which is like, well, which where does it fit? What category does it go in? Um, what what you mean? You're telling me that an eccentric isn't somebody that's got a mental health case? Well, I'm telling you, no, they're not. They're actually about it's actually about normal people, and that's fine. And it's actually, I think, in a way, I'm actually sort of, I think it's almost like a pressure valve 
Mm. You know, in some respects, I'm actually just unwinding mm. pressure that's been built up. There's no heroics involved because I don't think there is. Mm. It's actually this is the counterculture in that sense by saying, look, you know, and as you said, you mentioned Flint Jack here. You know, he's from 1858 and we go right through to people who are stick collecting today and telling wonderful stories about their sticks. And and I, I'm very excited by meeting people that sit outside of the so-called norm, norm mm. you know, of the mm. television culture. But they, but it, it I find it very interesting because you've got a lot of people in it, and 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 that kind of notion of the eccentric is today really very much that person who's on the verge of almost being sectioned, and I don't mean that flippantly. I mean that that but that's a very dangerous situation we are it in is, now. Absolutely, and that's the importance of something like you're doing. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I think you know I hadn't expected to have one a wonderful uh, kind of insight into the, that dialogue because I think. Um, you know, one has a sense, one wants to have a sensible conversation about eccentrics and also a celebratory one mm. and not a sensational one, so to speak. Mm. And, you know, we're in one respect, you know, we, we've, we've actually taken on, we've actually have a few things around our paper that we hold very dearly to. First of all, the, 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 the first one is if it um, makes us chuckle and brings delight to us, well, we, 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 that's our probably that's one of our criteria. So we don't actually have a kind of a huge... 10 yardsticks. So going back to your whole thing about people b being on the fringe or um, people feeling alienated or, uh, you know, uh, un undervalued, is I'm, we're actually saying in the paper that there is actually tremendous value in the individual. There's tremendous uh, e um, value in, in all interests and all walks of life. Now, if somebody's collecting combine harvesters, that's as important and valuable to me and wonderfully rich as it is somebody that's telling me that they've just done a, um, back, uh, you know, put an extra donut in a packet of 10, you know, um, for sales purposes, which is actually what I talk about in one of the articles actually in the paper. Mm. I make this distinction very early on about what is the, you know, how, how nutty is that, you know? Mm. How nutty is it are we thinking that... You know, by um, being able to raise an extra percentage on something or get anxious about this. Or, I mean, you know, I have papers ringing me up now quite regularly for or every now and then for articles for the national press. Mm. And the anxiety of them wanting to sell a story is very, very revealing and very shocking. Mm. And uh, our, our promotion strategies for all of this and our involvement is just to take it day at a time mm. and nice and easily mm. and and you know so I'm, I'm talking around it but I'm sure so, you'll so pick up are, some points are you, are you almost bringing eccentricity back to the people in the sense that you know especially to the older generation the eccentric tended to be very affluent I think yes or true. successful a successful eccentric, yeah, like, yeah. like Vivian Stanchel and those kind of people yeah. who, who had a lot of money and they did odd things with their money that, yeah. and you're almost reclaiming eccentricity back for the people as well aren't you well somebody actually said to me that the paper should be called the people's paper mm. you know which is socialist sort of revolutionary type <laughs> sort of approach but um, I think in essence he's got a lot of, a lot of that about it um, I think I think there's a, a number of points uh, about that. You're absolutely right that uh, basically at the the Victorian era and the um, the certainly the upper classes were uh, noted. There's a lot of been written. You actually, if you actually do get your hands on a number of eccentric publications, you'll find that they cite very quickly a lot of what you know that sort of the 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 the, the, nut, the nutty sort of person has been left. You know, huge amounts in the mm -hmm. will and you know lived as a hermit for you know 34 years. But uh, what what's never been is you've never really been um, uh, 
demonstrated and uh, cultivated is 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 actually the, the you know almost the opposite to that you know mm. uh, as i said in here we we've got we do represent people that build rockets you know um uh people that uh uh, do sort of more performance walk, walking, and I've actually been involved myself in reverse pedestrianism, backwards mm. walking, mm. and they're fun things, they're light things, and they don't have to be destructive things equally. Because a lot of those sort of notions about eccentricity was like you're either going to have a ma- mental breakdown, mm. or you're 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 a danger to somebody or other, and therefore you know you the, you know in actual fact, I believe it's actually the heart of creativity, Paul, mm. and so. So answering some of those issues, I think that that's a sad. But it's, what it's we a belief doing. in humanity that a lot of artists, because you are an artist, yeah, have kind of lost yeah. touch with that notion of the creativity in yeah. in the extraordinariness of the ordinary. Yeah, very true, very true. And you've got a website with the paper. Tell us. We about have, the yeah. Well, the website's lovely. We're slowly getting it together. Um, Alan, I'm going to talk about a few other things in the paper if I get a chance. But the website is www.eccentriccity. .co.uk so it's eccentriccity.co.uk where you can see our section on worldwide readers we are, we already have a fans uh, in uh, Cuba um, Gambia uh, we now have some in Poland I know people have got them in Russia let alone across sprinkling across the UK mm-hmm. and we're encouraging participants uh, to to uh, to correspond with us um, lots of our contributions by the way aren't West Midlands based although a lot of them are but we've got people from Brighton Bristol London Newcastle Lincolnshire, uh, Huddersfield, just off the top of my head, uh, and, and and actually, and also the other thing about this is, I as a writer myself, uh, a folk writer, if you do, if that's a want of a better description, is somebody that basically says we, you know, we have people of all ages and all abilities. I've got people in here that publish uh, journals um, throughout the year several times. I have people in there who've never written before, and I'd like to maybe pick up on a few of those things. And they've written from very beautiful and quite long articles. You'll find that our paper as well doesn't look like a normal paper, and equally, um, the, the 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 length of articles are quite uh, long in some cases. So we're we're not really working again to a, a kind of a, a convention, a if you like. Format. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, but we're equally not putting two fingers up to people. Mm. We're wanting to be a warm thing, as you said. If we're very much a human, a human, uh, human intra paper, mm. you know, mm. um, and it, you know, yeah. So, so tell us also about uh, that you you've you've got something called Radio Connects Three, which is That's Radio right. K N E X Three. Yeah, tell us about that as well. Well, Radio Connects 3 is, in some respects, is very much in the same spirit of eccentric uh, city, although um, there are some, ma- there are some uh, distinctions. First of all, a lot of the work that I also do is, uh, and have been doing it for a while, I've been building up an archive of um, audio uh, reports uh, for some time, and this particular project called Radio Connects 3, uh, Listen to Passionate Enthusiasm, uh, is connecting the three estates of uh, Kings Norton, which is in South Birmingham, uh, Primrose Hill, Pool Farm and Hawksley, um, bringing together a disparate range of interviews and written articles that I essentially produce, uh, which are downloadable on the web, this web uh, website called www.connects3.org, which um, I'll um, I'll spell out for people in a minute. Mm. And that's supported uh, by Birmingham City Council. It is, yeah. It's been really good, actually. It's been great to work with the um, arts uh, unit there, and particularly Rob Hewitt, who's um, supported the work from the, the very beginning and has really been part of uh, steering it rather than... Um, um, 
seeing a particular outcome. Uh, it's been very sensibly uh, and, and well motivated in that in that sense. But what 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 it's about again is uh, profiling a, a, a disparate range of people in their today day to day localities, whether they're intimately connected with the three estates of King's Norton or whether it's a wider afield. Like next week I'll be interviewing a catfish master who's originally from and was born and bred, born and bred in King's Norton mm-hmm. but currently has his company in um, uh, Spain and I'll be on the phone to him doing a report and what I do each month is I put these upload these onto the website. They're there permanently mm-hmm. and people have the pleasure of actually uh, downloading them. Mm. Uh, so the site is very much given up to... Uh, I could talk about different sections of that at any point. You want me to talk about them now, but they are. There's probably there's um, tin can collectors that I've reported on rugby football training sessions. I've been in the middle of Paul. Mm. Um, I've been on uh, walks along the cut talking to fishermen, poets, hip hop artists, um, food nutritionalists. Um, all in situ in workshops and uh, I, t- I take my humble mini disc recorder along I do it all myself I, I cut the audio I pass it on to a wonderful great friend of mine Foss hello Foss and um, he puts the um, up on the right with me and, it's, and, it, and it doesn't look high almighty but it's got a nice profile of the individual it's got a nice statement and you click on the button and you listen to these website exclusives mm-hmm. it's originally also there's a 60 minute first ever sort of programme that I did myself so we've got some contributions from musicians mm-hmm. on it as well so it's got a radio style feel, feel. Mm-hmm. We don't broadcast in real time, but they're all very da- downloadable and easy to access. So what I've done in the last four months is um, I've developed a, what's called a lost or forgotten section, which is uh, going out and about and finding out about individuals that maybe have... Got, it's a bit like it's the shadows or they're no longer with us. And what I'm actually doing is I find uh, an, a, a relative or, or a friend. Uh, the last article by Ron Caswell that I wrote about... Uh, some phenomenal uh, work setting up groups and so forth passed away last year but um, at the age of 80, 82 I believe um, set up an incredible range of work uh, not just in Kings Not Three Estates but across the city and was very very well uh, respected I mean he was one of the first uh, the three uh, states of Kings Norton, for example, was one of the sort of like uh, new builds 40 or 50 years ago because of the housing inner city crisis mm-hmm. problems. And Ron was actually one of the first uh, uh, residents on the estate there at that time. And I also put pictures on the website that had never been seen before. So you've got Ron there, who's with the Lord Mayor in the 1950s, campaigning for the first number four bus to get out mm. to Oxley. So I really map... Uh, and introduction introductions that are quite hopefully thoughtful and and represent you know a good a good sort of standard for for remembering people and it has been commented from the relatives particularly in others that they, you know that that I've done them some justice and that that's very important to me you mm-hmm. know so it's working with people at all levels you know so the website's all about enthusiasm we've got Harry Palmer here today and uh, so I see in the, in the paper on page five. You've got the eccentric progress diagram, which has a little bit other kinks in normality. I'm very. <laughs> did you do that diagram? I did. Yes, I am uh, responsible for uh, this rather uh, lacking uh, desktop publishing uh, uh, diagram. Um, although I have to say, uh, we, we reiterate that it's actually not a bad design throughout. <laughs> it certainly has. Uh, I don't know what you can play. I think it's le- excellent. It's legible. Absolutely. Uh, that's for sure. So, um, so, what are the highlights in the paper for you? Uh, well, um, the highlight, I suppose, the first highlight was actually this diagram, mm. um, which was um, 
uh, describes uh, day one on Earth um, and then goes uh, has a has the um, um, an X and Y uh, uh, lines going off from it, which is uh, the uh, Y is uh, kinks in normality and the X is uh, eccentric life and growth. And um, I, it was very difficult actually to explain the uh, life of an eccentric because uh, it doesn't go in a straight line. So you can see lots of uh, curves and um, uh, actually draw uh, lines going back on itself, not necessarily crossing over. I don't think that's, but I also have them heading sort of uh, outwards. So it's a growth thing that's going on. But you also have eccentric kinks and you have what I describe as tribal communities. Now, the interesting thing about eccentrics is that often. Um, I don't know whether you know this, but it's sort of from the book that I kind of referred to earlier on, the uh, the eccentric by David Weeks, the first ever study in the science of eccentrics. There are a number of criteria that come up. The first one is the nonconformists, the highly creative, um, and um, uh, one of the few things that tend to be the single mm. um, in a family. There's all sorts of things I've actually discovered, and um, and often very have lots of um, hobby horses. You know, lots of hobbies. In a way, this could almost be a paper of delightful hobbies in in a, in a way. But what what often happens with eccentrics, or that's the impression that some of people get, is there's quite an ice. I think there's either feel isolated or work isolated. I mean. People say that perhaps I'm eccentric, but I know lots of people that would seem to be eccentric, and I think that's probably another word for saying you're different. Mm. But as we discussed, um, but in actual fact, they're very social. We're very social uh, creatures, as you know. So, but I did actually want to put in this tribal communities because we all wish to be involved in some group somehow, and. Um, and and you'll see on the diagram there, Paul, that there are crosses on it, mm. and some on 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 some of these lines, the crosses actually um, go over the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, i.e., they're connected with the tribal community, but there's lots of tribal communities that aren't actually uh, on the eccentrics journey, and they li- they live outside um, uh, of the maybe the persuasions or the direct influences that are upon them. Because in a way, I think you know, I often think about this in terms of like communities that we're involved in and stuff. That I think you know we have to be kind of careful about who we actually, not paranoid. I'm not talking about that sort of thing. I'm just talking about how we actually link up with things in life and where we actually link up with people in life and what leads us to actually do, do lots of things that we do. And um, why, do, I, why do you have to be careful? Um, because that. I think there's a place in a vulnerability. Uh, which the perhaps I'm talking from, probably for myself here, but I think things that seem to be different or maybe eccentric um, can often um, make us become vulnerable and or are vulnerable and and, and we're 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 delicate creatures and and I think you know everything from sort of so is part of your role is because when you say vulnerable, it's not so much that you're vulnerable, it's that other people become threatening. And that's the kind of obverse side of that. And part of your role is to almost encourage people to not be afraid of that, to not feel threatened by it, to fight, to to threaten back. And equally to, to almost liberate ordinary people from their fear of... Their fear of so many things that are good for them, passion, enthusiasm, a lot of the things that normal society looks down upon, very much increasingly so, which is quite sad and disturbing, but that's part of your role. Oh, is to... I, I, absolutely, absolutely, no, def, definitely, uh, yeah, you've, 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 hit it, you've hit a very 
And you, you should work as my PR. And <laughs> I like this already, you know, Paul. You know, you're doing very well here, mate. You know, you've got no, no, job. because it's interesting. No, no, I don't, I don't humour it, but you're, you're absolutely right. No, because, I, cause, you know, especially working class culture particularly, which you're trying to validate again, is often the most threatened, and it be, can be, you can be most vulnerable in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's very difficult to, to encourage people to become enthusiastic you know, and hopeful and positive about you know, ordinary things yeah, that they love know. and do. I mean, I, I, I also think that the, uh, because um, because that um, that people perhaps are doing something that is seen to be maybe ridiculous or other, that uh, there's two ways it goes. It either gets misused and misrepresented, ultimately, manipula- manipulated, mm-hmm. or it's not harnessed. And, and those two things, are, you know, I prefer, I prefer to harness it, as you know. But I also think that um, because there's a certain... We want to value ourselves, ultimately, and we wish to value others, I hope. And if we don't value ourselves, I think we we lead ourselves up into a very... Possibly poss- a, a, um, a destructive air element as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm kind of trying to sort of, like, say say that the eccentric doesn't have to be an alcoholic... Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm saying the alcohol doesn't have the, the the eccentric doesn't have to have the mental breakdown. I'm not saying I'm not being a solution, mm. and I must say that very strongly. Mm. Uh, but I am actually saying that if we actually kind of got a group and said, "No, your your hobby is valuable, or my hobby is invaluable, my mm. interests are valuable," mm. then um, I think maybe we're, we're 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 encouraging people rather than creating a negative. Uh, lack of self-esteem, mm-hmm. if you like. So there's a self-esteem issue there. Mm. I think also what's interesting is this is a paper format. We have a website, and the website is a wonderful way of having these so-called information exchanges and so forth. You can get through a lot of a lot of persuasion there. But the paper's another format. You know, I'm really keen that this actually goes to homes. I've had people stop me and say, my grandfather's really enjoyed reading the Reddit from beginning to end. Um you know, when's the next one coming out, which I'll tell you now is December mm-hmm. 2007 because it takes us some time to do We just self-finance it and we do it in that manner. But, you know, we, as you said, we, we're actually trying to sort of like, I wouldn't say safeguard, but we're certainly trying to say, you know, you know, hands up, yes, I'm an eccentric. You know, it's almost like, you know, we want to delight in it. With a bit of pride. Exactly. Because I think it's very interesting because there are a lot of people who have a lot of passions that are seen as acceptable, for example... Supporting a football club. Some mm. people can spend their entire lives. And there is a question of where, you know, a degree which it steps over. And I think you're pushing that 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 line that people cross that much further away while society's trying to pull it back. Mm. And so do you find it hard that you feel like you're fighting against a society that's against you in, in trying to validate the difference of ordinariness and eccentricity? I think it was it's an interesting uh an interesting thing that I think that actually inspires me, mm. gives me the get up and go actual fact. I think mm. there's, you know, Gilbert and George were on telly last night and they were asked this very similar question. Not that I'm equating to being that, you know, that's, they're, they're, they're eccentrics, brilliant, love them. But they said exactly the same. We feel that we have yet to be loved. Mm. Or we feel that we're still having to fight. Mm. And that's why they get on and do it. And, and I don't mean they obviously they don't do that aggressively. There's no mm. lack of that. But I think there's something to sort of defend or to to um, to have a, a strong view on doing this. So it's not done for titillation. So and, and you give talks to we do yeah we're, we're hoping to well we've, we've, if you get uh, and you're available for we're talks. available for talks. That's absolutely, the most important we bit. are very available for talks. 
and we are probably a little bit more articulate in this because we obviously can show pictures and we can <laughs> talk pictures about... Pictures always help. Well, it does help. We could also talk about particular writers that we've got in here as well, which might be a nice thing to do in a, sh in a short while before the, the hour's out, just cite a few things and maybe some demonstrate some of the work that we'd have got painters in here as well and so forth. Um... But yeah, no, we, we're available for talks and we get us eccentriccity.co.uk. Uh, you can get us there. We also have a, mo a dedicated mobile phone. So the blessed technology is with us. Um, but talking about a couple of other things that I've got written down here, you, uh, you mentioned A to Z of friendship. A to Z friendship, what's that? Yeah, the A to Z of friends is uh, uh, it's, uh, connect, it's the Radio Connects 3 uh, project, which was... Uh, which you talked about earlier on, which is listen to passionate enthusiasm, connecting the three estates of Kings Norton to the rest of the world. It's a global portal for uh, uh, three estates-related uh, individuals uh, that I present on the website, www.connects3.org, which is K-N-E-X-3.org. Um, and on that, um, we came up with this plan to have um, the A to Z uh, a friend's directory so as much as having the local community centre on, 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 on the site we also have like cloud enthusiasts and uh, uh, DJs and we just have a real sort of miscellaneous mix and a, and a, a, a disparate because uh, again we're saying that the community or the people we work with and people connected up um, uh, have have uh, have have their own hobbies that are going on and maybe, you, maybe you, you've never thought about it as a TR car a fanatic or a nutritionist expert but have you know what do you want to hear do you want to hear something or know something about you know um cloud appreciation society or uh the hip-hop uh artist that's on the estate or the poet so or equally just to hear someone who's got the same degree of enthusiasm for something as you yeah so so what are the highlights of the paper oh well i was uh i was there's, there's lots of highlights first of all there's um 27 contributors and there are 32 pages. And uh, on the front there, as you can see, uh, Paul, we have things like uh, titles like Rocket Science, Navigating in Fog, uh, God Bless America, which is about a lovely conversation in a public uh, pub uh, in Birmingham, uh, A Hypocrite Rights, Boy Rescue, which is a fantastic article about somebody who's done now over 3,000 miles cycling. She's an Asian female artist and documentary filmmaker who wrote her first article in this uh, paper. It's a double spread. It's a fantastic story about being ra rescued um, by a young boy um, lost in the middle of nowhere in Southeast Asia. One of the things that some of our eccentrics, our eccentrics do. Um, the Art of Journey, Space One-to-One, -one, Keep Britain Tiny. That's a series of paintings by a... Uh, a painter over in uh, based in Oxford, stick collecting, a guy who um, collects sticks and tells stories about them. The visual Hoover, which was an invention in the early um, the early nineties, uh, where um, uh, uh, the Yet team, as they called themselves, went about uh, town with a, a snail's perspe perspective of the local architecture. We actually have eccentric arch architecture actually in this paper. We have a variety of headings. So we have ex eccentric philosophy, eccentric observant, eccentric... Uh, well, we're yet to have sport. We've got eccentric architecture, as I said. We've got all sorts of things. Eccentric art, of course. Well, eccentric um, sport, that brings us back to the Paralympics. Well, there you go. We're going to know more about that in the next paper. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but, but tell us... Uh, you also do something, or you've done something, called the Mythological Research Centre. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, um, I've, I've, I've had a very uh, 
curious. Var- varied career. Varied career today. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's be it's delightful because I don't make a. I don't necessarily go out and campaign for doing these things. I think I tend to initiate things and get things going. Very self-initiated, I think, Paul. Mm-hmm. And um, some people kind of capture the vibe. Um, and kind of, I've, I was invited, if you like, um, to uh, make this piece of work on the uh, cuts uh, in Smedic and do a seven. What I then put together was a seven-day circumnavigation on a narrowboat uh, as the mythological research, research centre about uh, three and a half years or so ago now and in which I put together a roving exhibition of um, uh, ongoing reports uh, investigation into water creature sightings uh, topical uh, inquiries or historic notes by passers-by, walkers-by and generally just uh, used the opportunity to um, sort of study the area with people in situ so we adapted this narrowboat um, to do that and we lived in it for a week you know so uh, the Mythological Research Centre pulled together lots of uh, stories and Any publication in. out of that? Well there is there's a, well, there's a very few left now actually and again if people get hold of me um, that you'll be able to, uh, you could possibly get hold of one. There's not many left in current print. What's it called? And how much it's it called cost? the Siren. Um, I kind of, if I ever sell them, which I think I've rarely ever done, but I've, not, I've never had two pound for it yet. Mm. Uh, I'm a very generous geezer. As somebody actually recently said, because they've got me down going down to Falmouth to talk about all these projects, particularly Radio Connects Three, that my work is very generous and. Um, what did it describe it? Generous and uh, genuine. Genuine, genuine and generous. Yeah, which is a lovely, uh, lovely thing to hear from somebody. So because of that, I tend to be um, kind-hearted and give out these, uh, the, the this material. But it's um, again a, a collection of um, of um, little anecdotes from shivers at Smethwick pumping station. That's about ghosts, uh, ghost sightings at the. Uh, the Smedic Pumping Station in the 1920s, sort of related story. I've got the Great Baldini, uh, Canal Day trips on trip boats along the cut. I have in front of me today, I brought this in, not that anybody could see it here, but this is a, um, a kind of a coconut creature called the Huxley, after the uh, guy that uh, was apparently was convinced he'd seen a, a coconut-related creature called the Fil- and his name was Filton Huxley, so named it after himself in the early to mid-80s. Um, and w- there you go. There's a creature there, Paul. I just Excellent. thought I'd bring one in. Um, again, on, on one of my other websites, there is actually a picture of of this here. But we have it in the book as well. In the sirens, I have um, Victorian ice skating clog uh, um, stories um, because um, a lot of that went on at the time. So let's let's move away from that for a second and talk about you. Uh, you you come down from Hull. I know you did a lot of work in Hull and now you've come down at the West Midlands. That's right. Uh, are there more eccentrics in Hull or in the West Midlands, would you say? Aha, now you're asking a very good question. You've got it in a very, very wonderful nerve because on my first point answering that question, I had a... Um, a fantastic and rewarding time in Hull East Yorkshire. I originally went there to do art. A lot of people call it Wolverhampton-on-Sea. Well, there you go. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but... Well, I don't know. I don't know Wolverhampton that well. It's an excellent city. Well, there you go. Well, I think Hull is in many respects as well. And I think because it's a very... I can only speak for Hull here, either way. I think Hull is one of these places which is an outside city. Mm -hmm. It's on the edge. It's struggled. 
uh, many years. Now it's struggled. I lived in a mill on the River Hull for uh, five years, which is a big grey box. It wasn't a, a glorified mill. It's an industrial uh, disused linseed oil mill. And I did many events in there. I had a painting studio as well as a recording studio and uh, did a lot of work out from there. So what I'm answering your question is, I think perhaps because it's smaller, there was certainly a concentration of um, healthy nutters. <laughs> and um, I... I, I and obviously there was whole time based starts, which I know you're familiar with because a mutual mm -hmm. friend of ours uh, mm -hmm. who I met and worked with um, on and off certainly throughout the 90s. Um, you know, it, it, it seemed to have it seemed to be the place where things were noticeably going on. Mm. Uh, the art college had a very kind of idiosyncratic take on on its uh, its approach to education, which definitely helped me. Um, uh, unfortunately, I think those sorts of things have changed now, but certainly, yeah, I mean, I think um, Hull for 10 years was a very uh, influential place for me in terms mm. of literature and arts and folk music. music and and, you and know, then just... Birmingham and the West Midlands? Well, Birmingham's been very warm. It's a, a very warm place because, as, um, as I said at the beginning of this interview, I came down really essentially in 98 when I was invited to uh, look at the idea of creating a live event for the public community on the biggest, pretty much the biggest multicultural allotment site in the UK, which was in Handsworth, the Uplands allotments. And I'd basically been working um, up in Holland, come down with a view to looking at creating a light show, so taking it from day into night. And I worked with lots of people that were very good at what they did. There were people that designed seed packets, other people that did uh, pyrotechnic shows or pyrotechnic installations. We had shed commissions. Uh, you had about 2,000 people there. And since then, I've been coming and going. Now I live in Hart, Birmingham. Um, I think the thing about Birmingham is its scale and the West Midlands scale it's a, it, you have to re, realign some of your perhaps concentrated efforts that you've had in another city that's a lot smaller. And I think that's the main major distinction. It's not the fact that there is uh, ultimately, um, you know, poles apart. I think that the, the thing is that, uh, you know, I have a good family of friends and a good level of support and enough nutters around to, uh, you know... Um, to encourage the kind of work that I do. And I'm, mm. you know, when I say nutters, I mean it in the best possible mm. way. Um, and, you know, I just find it different. And I find, I feel in a way that I can connect a lot more to the history here for some reason. Maybe because that's because something about my own interest has grown as an individual around. Mm. Uh, and did your time in a maximum security prison help in that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought that up now. I've just, yeah, I've just been the writer in residence uh, up to, for four years, which is quite a long stint. Uh, usually they do a couple of years <laughs> but I've worked actually all strange enough it wasn't even locally it was up in Durham mm -hmm. uh, not Durham Prison Franklin and I've been commute was commuting there and uh, yes it's certainly uh, you know you have people in there that um, have stories or, or things to say outside perhaps what we may instantly take as pre being prejudiced about the convicted prisoner but I was very interested in developing creative stories and creative writing and I had a superb um, and hopefully um, an important influence there whilst I've been there we won awards for the work that we did as well um, quite a number of people have done mm. uh, have been given uh, respect for the work which is very very difficult to get particularly in in the prison service, so, yes. So, and the other thing you've recently done is called Signature. Tell us about oh, Signature. Oh, yes. Uh, gosh, uh, I've you really... You've about that, haven't you? Well, <laughs> I had, no, I shouldn't be forgetting about it because I'm about to distribute some of them as well to the requests. I had 144 people last two weeks ago, Paul, who actually saw my uh, film called Signature, which is uh, our 
a series of four two-minute short films about uh, four, in four individual statements by four individual people. The starting point was based on what is it is you've signed for in your life that is meaningful and important to you. And I think that's really at the heart of a lot of my work. Mm -hmm. What is meaningful and what is important to you? And signature was a really good place to start because it's one of the things we still have some identification around, or I like to think we do, although a lot of that's going electronic now. And so I, I had four individuals. I had a person that described how it meant to have a change of name and get married. I had a shop owner that uh, Lisa had recently run out after 27 years in the card business there. Every mood card and gift shop had been sh shut down because the lease wasn't renewed. And that's actually just featured in the national papers as well as the Birmingham Post. And as a sort of a direct association with the film, very pleased to be involved in, 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 in well, not pleased, but it was an important and valuable film to make for me. And the third one was about a, fr a fair trade cafe in uh, Birmingham, uh, Cafe One. And the fourth one was just a very delightful one who just talked about her signatures changing seven times up to uh, up to the last couple of weeks ago. So they're very varied and very and, touching. And where can people see that? Well, they're not downloaded again, but I think if we give out my contact details in a minute, people can get in touch with me and uh, could request one or uh, maybe express an interest and I can um, correspond with them. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're putting, being put onto little DVDs at the moment. They're being sent out. And I had, I've had some phone calls from individuals and people um, totally unsolicited that have actually said how much they found the work very moving and very genuine. And in actual fact, you could almost say they've been really corny, uh, but they're not. They're, 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 very, they're very straightforward and they're very simple. And um, they're not an interview, they're them talking. Mm. And I just worked with a very good film maker and uh, editor called Dominic Net Dominic Day. So the film's called Signature. Out now. So we're running out of time. So give me a rundown of all your connectivity. Yeah. Where can tell us the websites and the contacts for all of the things you've spoken about? Yeah. Um, I think what I'd say is if you go to any of these, <laughs> uh, you'll be able to get hold of me. So yeah. if you go to one, there's a link to the other one. But yes. I'm going to give you a few because. Uh, uh, I'd love people to go to the site. There's nothing worse than having things out and people not reading them and things just being sitting there. We've had a really good response with the Radio Connects website. We've hit 2,000 unique visitors in the last four to five months now, which is really good. Excellent. Not hits, not talking about all those other statistics, unique visitors. Uh, that website, I'm going to say it now slowly, is www.knex3.org. So it's connects three, but it's pronounced it's spelled K N E X three lowercase. You get hold of me there. Uh, the other website, um, which is probably the, the the other main one, is uh, the Eccentric City, which is www.eccentriccity.co.uk. And if you like the person recently rang up from. Uh, I think it was Whitby asking me, when's the next one coming out? When's the next one coming out? It'd be really great to get those sort of phone calls, you know. Excellent. And you can get hold of me there. There is a phone number if you'd like to have one. No, I'll let them do the internet. Okay. That'd be better. So, yeah, that'd be great. Well, Harry Palmer, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. Outside Centre with Dr. Dark. WCRF.